Hello, friends. It's your old pal, Ariel Halwani, back with another edition of the pod. And I'm very excited about this one because I'll be talking to two of my arch rivals from this past quarantine, Darren Till and Dylan Dennis. We went back and forth for several months. Today, we bury the hatchet. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to the return of golf. Well, golf has been around for a while, but the first major of 2020 is finally here. And you can get exclusive coverage of the PGA Championship August 6th through the 9th on ESPN and ESPN+. And since we know that some of you are missing golf, we here at ESPN Radio teamed up with our friends at the PGA to give you all something very big to look forward to in 2021. Take a listen to this. This is your chance to win a VIP experience to the 2021 PGA Championship at the world-class Kiwa Island Golf Resort. The four-day, three-night package for the winner and guest includes round-trip air and hotel at the Sanctuary, a five-star oceanfront hotel on the island, two tickets to the PGA Chalet, and two pairs of Wanamaker Club tickets, two free one-year-long subscriptions to ESPN+, Plus. of course, the platform that Chell and I built, where you can stream live coverage of featured holes every weekend and also get a year of exclusive live sports originals and all the Ariel and bad guy that you want. For your chance to win, go to www.espnradiosweeps.com to enter now through August 11th. Limit to one entry, one grand prize winner will be selected. Again, visit www.espnradiosweeps.com for official rules. All right, on to today's program. And as always, listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Back in your life on this Wednesday, August 5th, 2020. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the pod. Hope you're doing well. As always, we are presented by Modelo. Modelo Especial root for those with a fighting spirit like i said at the top very excited about today's program darren till and dylan dennis two guys that I went back and forth with for months online during the quarantine helped lift all your spirits well today we bury the hatchet and we talk about everything going on in their lives of course darren till coming off that loss to robert whitaker and dylan dennis is just trolling everyone in the mma world so it's going to be a fun time before we get to those conversations though uh, a few news and notes right off the bat late last night late tuesday night we found out that unfortunately yair rodriguez out of the August 29th main event against Zabit Magomed Sharipov. What a great fight this was on paper. Two of the most exciting featherweights in the sport, two of the most exciting fighters in the sport. They've tried to book them multiple times in the past, and for some reason, this is turning into the uh, Habib Tony version of the featherweights. Unfortunately, the fight isn't happening due to a high ankle sprain suffered by Yair Rodriguez. So the UFC is looking for a late replacement opponent uh, against Zabit. Calvin Cater has thrown his uh, his his name into the hat. Of course, they fought in November. That was actually Zabit's last fight, so maybe it's not all that enticing to him, but it is strange times. Charles Rosa has done the same as well. Arnold Allen to a degree as well. Hey, maybe Max Holloway will throw his name into the hat. Uh, they are looking for a replacement, so we'll see what happens with that fight. Now, the UFC is back this Saturday. Derek Lewis against Alexi Olenek. That's the main event. Um, five-round main event at the UFC Apex. Also of note on this card, the return of Chris Weidman. Back at 185 after that uh, 
that stumble at 205 against Dominic Reyes back in October, going up against Omari Ahmedov, who's a very tough guy. Maybe not the most well-known guy, but very tough. So that's this Saturday on the platform that Chell and I built, ESPN+. And of course, everyone wondering what's going on with Conor McGregor. Dana White saying a couple days ago that he's not going to fight in 2020. I think this is a travesty. I think the mishandling of Conor's career is the lone blunder for the UFC this year. Let's, let's be very honest right off the top. The UFC has made lemonade out of lemons this year. Uh, everything that they've said that they were going to do in the midst of the pandemic, they've done, and they've done so very well. They deserve a lot of credit. The testing, Fight Island, the Apex events, even Jacksonville, they said they were going to be one of the first back. They were one of the first back. And the the fights were a beacon of light, an escape valve for everyone. Everything. I mean, you really can't complain about much when it comes to the UFC this year. Under very trying times, they've come out looking very good. And and they've had a successful year as far as merchandise is concerned. Dana White said that they've sold more merchandise this year than all of last year. Ratings are up. Pay-per-view numbers are up. Everything is up except for this. Conor McGregor told us in late 2019 he wanted to fight three times this year. He is healthy. He is staying out of trouble. He is focused. He's on the straight and narrow, and he's only fought for 40 seconds, and that was back in January. How do you not book him against a Tony Ferguson, a Dustin Poirier, a Nathan Diaz, a Jorge Masvidal is beyond me. I'll have more on this topic tomorrow morning, Thursday morning on ESPN.com slash MMA, but you know, I wouldn't put too much stock into the not fighting again. This is all part of the public negotiations. No one believes that he's retired, and so we'll see how it plays out. Right now, they're not talking. I hope they start talking because I don't want to see the uh, the dissolution of a relationship that looked to be stronger than ever back in January, so we'll see what happens. One thing we do know, Darren Till's still one of the most beloved fighters in this sport. He was back in action couple weeks ago lost that fight but feels like he was a winner we spoke to him while he was in the pool drinking melon juice but i think there was some other stuff in there as well he was in great spirits it was a great conversation with the one and only darren till and here it is enjoy and now we are being joined by the pride of liverpool england the one and only darren till who we saw just a couple of weeks ago in abu dhabi against robert whitaker a tremendous fight and i do believe he is back in the united arab emirates is that correct darren <laughs> yeah just enjoying that summit. i missed it so much <laughs> so wait you, you you went back to england and then you flew back to uae yeah i wanted to have a holiday with the uh, with my family but one of my uh, you know my newborn she she doesn't have a passport because of the lockdown so there was a wait, so her grandparents are having her, and me and my girlfriend have just come off for uh, six days. Must be nice over there. You're living the life. What are you drinking? Melon juice. Yes, <laughs> looks good. Uh, virgin, I suppose, right? Oh, virgin, obviously. Yes. Me and, and you, you both, Ariel. That's right, that's right. Uh, are you in the hot tub right now, Darren? This is where I am, Ariel. Let me just show you guys. How do I turn this around? Oh, yeah, where we go. Oh, my gosh. Oh, just, just, just living, mate. Got my cast off. Well, before we talk about the scene and the cast, should we address the elephant in the room? Shall we? Well, I mean, you know, here we are during quarantine. We're having such a good time. The banter is, is off the chain, right? It's absolute scenes, right, as you people like to say. And then not once but twice... You left me hanging at the altar. You stood me oh. up. Here I am thinking <laughs> yeah. I have this personal connection with Darren that we've reached a point in our friendship and relationship that you would never do such a thing to me. And you left me hanging. Not only did you leave me hanging, you went to do other media, responded to me four hours later and said, yeah, I'm just <laughs> not feeling it. I mean, what's, what's the excuse? Do you know what, Ariel? 
a lot of people like to have excuses and everything. There ain't no excuse, and I shouldn't have done it, and I'm sorry. <laughs> that's it. That's all you have that's to say. All, that's all, man. I have to apologize. What else do you want me to do? <laughs> all right. I'm sorry, Ariel. Come on, I was hurt. You know I've got a lot of love for you. <sighs> yes. Okay. Fine. All right. So we'll move on. Okay. Uh, how How is the knee? It's It's okay. It's the only problem, Ariel. It, it's okay, but every time I make like a swift movement, I feel it popping. Like I feel that pop. So oh. I think that's what the brace is more is, is for more than anything. I don't think it's to I definitely don't need surgery or anything. Ooh, woo woo. I don't think I need surgery or anything, but it's just them swift movements. So today we was in the mall shopping for the kids for presents and as I was walking around quite a lot, because I was using my other leg for stability, I just felt that little pop. So that's what the brace is for, to keep the knee where the knee should be. So that when if I didn't have the brace, the knee would heal in a different place and would never sort of heal as it should, as the per se. So I think that's what the brace is for for six weeks and then physio after. So in six weeks, I'm okay, I'm fine. I, I want to fight life as soon as possible, ASAP. Okay, so they have told you 100% you won't need surgery for this. Mm-hmm, 100%. And it's the right or the left? It's the right. It's the right. Do you, do you think if this injury doesn't happen, you win the fight? No, I don't. You know me, Ariel. I don't like to say any things like that. I think I think the fight was as close as. I think it was a great fight. You know, uh, anyone watching from the outside can say what they want, but until you truly understand the way we were fighting with each other, the feints, it was inside of the octagon. It was really stressful. We we're both trying to get someone to overcommit, and uh, I think I landed the more power shots. I think I think what robbed them was steal, try to steal rounds with like little kicks. That didn't mean anything, but they steal the rounds. Because in the fifth, I thought I won the fifth. I think the takedowns, are they necessarily counted? Because every time I sprung back up. But mm. in that fifth, I would say one thing. If my knee was better, I probably would have been able to defend the takedown. Because at that point, here, I was just fighting on pure grip. Because you know me, mate. I don't want to sit here and say, oh, if my knee was better, I would have won the fight. It doesn't work like that. Rob won the fight, and that's the end of. You know what? You know how I always say it? I can't. I can't sort of. Uh, when people give excuses and stuff over things and little things in life and the weight cuts and whatever, it it just doesn't cohere with me. I, you either win a fight or you lose a fight. There ain't no ifs, buts, whats. Yet if my knee was a little bit better, maybe things would have been a bit different. But you know, it was it was a three-two fight for him or three-two fight for me. So I'm, I haven't left that fight thinking anything. He was the former champ. You know. Uh, a few more fights, mate, and I am going to be the champion. I, I I want that. I see all these when, like, DC, you know, when you're doing your chats with DC and he's calling, like, Khabib the gold and DSP. I love seeing that because it makes me thrive to one day have my name mentioned like that. And people can watch this now and be like, yeah, whatever, Till. And people will be like, yeah, Till's definitely going to be a gold. But it's just what I set out to do, Ariel. And, you know, step by step, I'm proving it. And I'm, I'm a high-level fighter. I'm a high-level striker in MMA. Um, you, you used the same word that he used to describe the fight, stressful. And so I'm wondering, did you enjoy... Are you, sure, you, this, are you sure this is watermelon? It's uh, funky, mate. <laughs> it, looks, it looks fantastic. And so do you. And what a scene that is. Uh, I'm just worried that you're going to overheat in there. I mean, you're, you're not going to get too pruney, right? This is freezing, this water. It's hot oh. out there, but it's freezing. Oh, okay. Good, good. All right. Is your hand this okay is, holding the phone? This is Dubai, mate. The best <laughs> of the best. This is sure. not your little shanty, wherever you are. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, did you enjoy the fight, even though it was stressful? Yeah, I did. I 
what I enjoyed was figuring out Rob, because if I fight him again, I know I'll stop him. I hesitated a few times. Maybe a lack of confidence on my behalf. I'm still learning a lot. But I know a next fight, I've figured them out now. I always, It takes me around or two to figure guys out, and I've figured them out now. I've got them. But uh, he won the fight. There's nothing to cry over. It was a great fight. We both showed that we're top-level level fighters in, in, in the UFC. We're, we're the best of the best. You know, he's going to go on now to fight Jared for a, for a number one contender spot. I'm fighting maybe Jack, Brunson, some guy like that. Maybe maybe with a cannonier don't fight, I get one of them. You know, I'm still there at the top, so, you know, we'll see. But I enjoyed the fight, mate. I really did. Yeah, so uh, th- there was some talk afterwards about who would be next for you and Robert. So they've gone ahead and, and booked uh, Robert versus Jared in, in October. Do you think that Jack makes the most sense for you? If you had your way, who would it be? Uh, Cannonier. I would love to fight Cannonier. But he's booked. I don't care. I'd stop him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Anyone, mate, I don't care. I'm not bothered. I'm not fussed. I just want to heal up and do things right. And, you know, uh, I don't know what much I can do now because I can't really move on my legs. So it's not like I can go back to the gym and even do upper body training. You know, weights, but weights bores the fucking life out of me. So I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, I just want to stay, stay healthy and stay committed to the craft. You know, uh, I've got years left in this area. I've got a lot to do. I've got a lot to prove. And, you know, uh, Time's a testament, so I don't know. I, I want to see how. I don't really want to see how everything plays out. Really, Jack's Jack's just come off a win. Derek Derek just beat uh, Edmund. Yeah. So I don't know, mate. Let's see how it all goes. I, I'm out right now, so nobody can call me out. I'm out right now, but I do want to sure. fight as soon as possible. So, you know, you said something before uh, the fight that I wanted to ask you about. You said that uh, sometimes you like to feel down about yourself. And, that, and that's like when you, when you strive to be the best is when you're really feeling down. But right now, it doesn't feel like you're down after this fight. Big fight for you, main event, could have been a number one contender fight, could have been the fight that gets you the title shot. But it doesn't appear to me like you're down. So how do you feel afterwards? Is that a weird thing for you? Because you said before the fight, you like to feel down, yet it seems like you're loving life right now. I feel great, Ariel. I feel... Uh... I've committed myself to the sport. I've got a great team. My coach, Colin, uh, Colin Heron, you know, I couldn't ask for a better coach or person. Uh, my family, uh, my friends, you know, my real friends around me, they're all there for me. And, and, and I'm committed to this sport 100%. I'm not committed to anything else. You know, like, sometimes fighters get on in life and some people around me, my team, are like, Dan, you should do this. You know, you could make money off this. And I've never been really into it. Only just now, Ariel, have I started capitalising on that type of stuff. Because to me, it's never meant anything. I've never been interested. Like, that Darren Till store I've got, I've had that for years. I could have made millions and millions and millions of it, but I just was never interested. For me, it was always train, 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 and just be the best. Fuck everything else. You'll make money when you need to make money and all that stuff. And just now, yeah, I've capitalised on it a bit, but even still, I get offers and offers, and I think, no, that'll take some of my time away. I can't have that shit. I need to be a fully committed to the sport. And you know what I see a lot of lately, Edel, is, Instagram fighters, I, I feel like a lot of these guys now lately, uh, Instagram fighters, they, they document every training session, they document every meal they're having, they document yoga, they document fucking therapy, they document everything. No one gives a shit. You're an, I don't like this Instagram generation of Instagram fighters here. I see a lot of guys coming up now, and if I can give them any, any advice, fuck Instagram. Fuck your sponsors, your fucking food and your fucking physio sponsors. Get in the gym and grind yourself out every day 
the generations become Instagram fighters. They document every single training session they're having. You're too focused on what you're trying to feed people what they want to see on Instagram. You need to just do your craft and get on with your craft, mate. You know, uh, I feel like it's a proper Instagram, uh, a generation of Instagram fighters right now. Mm. Yeah, you could speak. You could say that about you know society at large as well. But I totally understand uh, what you're saying. But you know, it's interesting. Speaking of Instagram, you would agree, Darren, right? What's happening? Everything okay? I'm also running with the watermelon juice. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come on, my friend. <laughs> Go, um, you you would agree that um, especially during this whole pandemic, your popularity has just grown exponentially. Do you understand yeah. why that is? Because I'm just real, Ariel. I just say, speaking to you now, you know, I've always told you you're going to get the most honest interviews. And on me on social media, I just try to feed people what the world wants to see. So I like to feed them realistic memes that, that I find funny and I know a lot of people will. And, you know, I try to I try to keep it as real as possible. I know that's a cliche thing to say, but I think you're going to do better being you and, and, and feeding people the real you on Instagram. So I've said this many a times, feed the highs, feed them the lows, feed them everything, let them into your world. Because as I said to you earlier on the other show we did, it's, you know, that until series, episode six, whatever. And, <laughs> you know, uh, I get it all the time. I get, I get my friends saying, oh, I just bumped into some lad there and he's like talking about you, dad, and I'll, I'll rear you out of the sport and that. And, that makes me happy. Do you know what I mean? And I want to keep it like that until the end of my career. And there's there's no problem making some money along the way. Like a guy the other day, you know, when I was putting these keto drinks up, a, a guy said to me in the comments, he was like, why do we want to know? Like, what do we want to know for? And I said, well, I don't know if you want to know, but I'm telling the people so they can buy it and I can make some fucking money. <laughs> what else do you think this is? Do you think this is me like, yeah. what, what do you think this is me being a good Samaritan? I want to make some fucking money. This, that's just real. That's why even people, I don't like all this bullshit. Yeah, this fucking brother 100% works for me. I sold the keto drinks because they work for me. Now, if they work for you, they don't work for you. I don't give a fucking rat's ass, mate. I couldn't care less. It's just, I'm trying to make some money. They work for me. So if they work for you, that's good. This ain't like me sitting there like, oh, yeah, you, you know, it's not about the money or it's you know, like these fucking girls who do OnlyFans. Oh, it's not about that. I'm, I'm just trying to get out there for modeling. No. You're trying to get your ass out there for some fucking money. Just tell us how it is. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Just fucking be real, man. And so uh, another thing that I think people like about you is that you're self-deprecating, that you laugh at yourself, right? You, you don't mind doing that. And I think the photoshops have been a, a big part of that success. <laughs> who came up with that? Who, who first started that? I don't know. I can't remember. I just, I remember the, the face one. Yeah, the Dana one. I just remember that. I just remember people were just like, I don't know. It's like little trends, fads I'm starting. But then who like kept it going? You just, like people are just sending them to you or do you have a guy who just does some this Some people sent them and then I, I, I made a few myself, yeah. It's just like, <laughs> it was crazy, it's fun. It was funny, it was funny. Which is the best one in your opinion? The Dana one. <laughs> the one where you said everyone could go to Bellator? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah. so many people were, Ragging over money, and I was just like, I'm not paying anyone. And then I wished him a happy Father's Day with that face, Dana. And like, he kicked into me and he was messaging me, laughing, laughing, and that. <coughs> so, you're sitting at your computer actually doing photoshops? No, they're uh, the iPad, the iPad. 
Oh, okay. It's easy. Quick, it's easy. quick and easy, Adam. Okay. Technology is easy these days. Uh, I wanted to ask you about that. Also, I wanted to ask, something I wanted to ask you for a long time, and I hope you don't mind me asking. I feel like you won't mind me asking this. Of course. Can you, can you ex- explain? I get a lot of questions about this. Your teeth are impeccable. How are they so perfect? What's going on there? I had they're them like, done. Oh, they're... <laughs> not so with one veneers? single teeth. Not one single tooth of mine, Ariel, is mine. They're all fake. Top and bottom? Every single... All 26... So what is it, veneers? I haven't got a clue. I just went to the dentist and said, I want these teeth like this. Can you, do, like, you know the player who plays for Liverpool, Robert Firmino? Mm-hmm, yeah, he's, he, I don't he know, sucks, you know, he but yeah. For Liverpool. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got bright white. And I said, I want them like that, but just not that white, just a few shades darker. So yeah. The face. They cost me a pretty penny, mate. Yeah, I bet. Did it take mm-hmm. a long time to do that? When did you do that? I do that. I done that in the 2018, just after the Woodley fight. I it took. He had to file, so all my real teeth. The guy had to file all oh my, my real teeth to like to the gums, and then like you get like uh, temporary ones, and then he fits the real. But these, are, I've had so many shots in sparring. These are unbelievable. Like these are. You know, anyone wanting to get some veneers, whatever they're called, if you fucking get some, mate, they're fucking worth it. Okay, I'm glad we... Go and sell, uh, your, we, ass on, go and sell your ass on the street for a while, mate. <laughs> you know? They glisten. When you speak, it's just like... Yeah. It feels like... Uh, yeah, so, yeah, they're good looking with them. Yeah, uh, like you're, them. you're phenomenal. Uh, another one I wanted to ask you about, um, this was obviously before the fight I wanted to ask you, but you stood me up and it was a bit of an awkward time obviously, in my life. Obviously, yeah, 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 of yeah, course. Yeah. Uh, do you feel bad about Mike Perry? Do you feel like you've contributed to, to some of his issues? Uh, I mean, it's hard to comment here. You know, seriously, now, the Raw Dog t-shirts that I brought out, they've got nothing to do with him. That's just that thing that everyone's into now. It's a good word, whatever. But I think, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think, I think what happened, truthfully, I think that, we was having fun back and forth. And Pe- Perry's like a confused, you know, he, he's obviously, we've all got our own troubles, but he's obviously expresses them more than, than others. And I think he was just found his new girlfriend and he's in love with her and she's in love with him. And I think they were in this little bubble and I was sort of like poking at the bubble. So, you know, everything else we were doing, he wasn't getting offended. I, I don't ever get offended. I'm not really asked, But I think it offended him a little bit and then, you know, the way the fans jump on it. It's just constant, like, I know how it feels, mate. It's just, it can it can really dig away at you. So, yeah, maybe. But then, this is the thing, Ariel. You know, people want to comment on Mike Perry, what he's done in a bar or whatever. Every time a report, or a guy or a journalist asks me about that stuff, I say, I don't really, like, a lot of times when Connor's had things happen in his personal life, people, oh, what do you think of that? Wanting a response, wanting a negative response. I don't really like to comment because it's like, I've been in many positions like that in my entire life and I don't like it when people comment on it either, but it's just something you have to get on with. So, you know, I don't know, mate, it's tough. You know, uh, I hope he's okay. If he wants to fight when he sees me, mate, no problem. Uh, I think he's a good guy. I think he needs a solid team around him. I don't think he's got that. That's that's what he needs. That's that's. It's hard to comment really earlier because... You know, uh, I don't know. I don't. Maybe I did contribute to him going a bit like mental at the moment. But I think he needs a solid team around him just to like 
I think he needs to focus on fighting a lot more because uh, he's got like he's got potential. Do you know what I mean? He can take he can take punishment and he can give it. But yeah, the reason I ask is, is he just seemed so mad going into his last fight, mad at everyone, yeah. and, it, and, it, and it seemed like the social media quote unquote haters were getting to him. And so I didn't know if you felt yeah. that. I know you were just having you know a laugh, joking around, but of course. I don't know if you felt, man, maybe some people don't know that it's a joke, right? And they come at a guy and they just go a little bit too far. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know what, Ariel? MMA fans are ruthless and they, they don't hold back. Like, they'll go for anyone. They'll go for kids. They'll go for your wife, whatever. Yeah. So you've got you to be able to accept that. And I, th- I think that what it all comes down to, my good friend, my good friend, <laughs> Uh, what number is that? One number, number three. Nice. I had a pineapple juice, a pineapple one as well. Oh yeah, it's tasty. Pina colada. What's that? You don't know what a pina colada is? No. Are you kidding me? What's a pina colada? Like a coconut? Like when I said I was gonna coconut all over you. <laughs> order. Do me a favor and order a pina colada. Or order one for me. Can you order one for me? A pina colada. Yeah. Uh, you can't drink it. You know what I mean, mate. I want to. I want to live vicariously through you. I want to see if you like it. I get Laura. Order Ariel a pina colada. Yeah. Uh, going back to it, I think the whole problem is is that he was in love with his girl and she's in love with him and they're in like a bubble and he doesn't want no one to break that bubble and I think I broke it. And I'm not sorry. I was just having banter. If you can't take it, mate, you can't take the heat. Get out of the kitchen. But I understand why he's so mad because that when you first get involved with like a girl and you love each other, it's you don't want no one to fuck with your bubble and you do anything for it and you die for it. So you know that's that's what I think. Okay, fair enough. Um, well, hopefully he doesn't go go any further and he's in a good place. He did post a picture of you. I don't know if you saw that. Did you see the picture that he posted yesterday? He blocked me. I can't see anything. Oh, my me. gosh. <laughs> but he did post a Photoshop of him holding a baby and the baby was you. <laughs> so it sounds like maybe he's getting over it. Oh, of course. Listen, this is the thing, right, Ariel? I've always said it. If Perry wants to see me, we can fight. Do you know what I mean? If Perry wants to be my friend, we can be friends because I really genuinely, from the bottom of my heart like Perry it's the same as the Masvidal thing people say to me oh you see Masvidal now you know what do you feel like and I'm like I'm 100% not 1% of me is bitter I'm 100% happy for him because I also know that I'm going to be in a better position than that in time so you get nowhere having all this these, this jealousy and, uh, and this bitterness you get nowhere you should have a, a positive everyone's jealous jealous jealousy is emotion you should have a, like a positive jealousy like yeah I'm jealous of that guy but I'm going to get to where that guy is I'm going to work hard as well no nah, fuck that guy he doesn't deserve that do you know what I mean type of attitude I want to ask you about one more thing you said before the fight that really stuck with me you said that you now have humble confidence yeah and some might say that that's a, a contradiction right like if you, you're too confident you're not humble enough what is humble confidence and where did you get humble confidence where did you I develop am a contradiction that? I'm yeah. a walking contradiction like my girlfriend says it every day uh, I'm just, I just want to stay humble, but I, I want to stay supremely confident. Uh, you know, like before I, I had my defeats, not that Walter Whitaker, I'm not taking that as a defeat, never. But when I had my two defeats to Masvidal Mundi, before that, mate, I was just cocky confidence. Like, 
I wasn't arrogant in no way. I was, ve- I, you know, I was very happy. I was very nice to people living, but I was very arrogant. Like no one can fuck with me. And I want to keep that mentality, but a good mentality that way, like supreme confidence, but humble confidence. Like every man can beat you. Every man's got the tools. You know, you need to work as hard as anyone. You need to work every day. It's not just a camp thing. Like people say, oh, camp eight weeks, then half time off. It's every day, every day you grind until you retire. You know, that's, that's the type of mentality. Um, before the Gaslam fight, you said you were so afraid that you thought about, you know, walking away, right? Did you feel those same emotions going into this Whitaker fight while you were Walking away arena? from what? Didn't walking you say, you know, in, 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 at MSG, you said you were so afraid before the fight. You had so many nerves that you thought, you know, like, hey, can I just leave? Remember that? Fake, faking an injury. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No. Did you, did you feel the same this time? For the Whitaker fight, I was just like, God, I can't wait to get in there and just showcase how good I am. And, and you know, I feel like I've done that. Uh, with the Gaslam fight, it was just like, just confidence has just been knocked there. It's, it's, it's really hard to express it in, in, as I say to you, an honest way. Most guys have probably said this, that, the other, and done with it. You know, I'm going to try and express myself. I'll try and express myself in the best way. But I'm finding it difficult because I don't know what to say. I was just in my own head, scared. Mm. And I'm not scared of fighting. I'm not scared of any man. I'm not scared of any man. I'm just, I think it was the occasion and the bright lights and the, and the crowd and, and everything that comes with it. And, uh, you know, what has happened to me previous. Why did you walk out to no music this time? Why did you walk out to, uh, you know, usually you walk out to Sweet Caroline. I thought it was very impactful that you did that. Why did you do it? Uh, because I think that Sweet Caroline brings people together. It's a happy-go-lucky song. and It's a... Uh, you know, it resonates with fans now with me. Uh, you know, people hear it. The first thing they think of is, is that until. Uh, um, I just don't think feel like it was right walking out there. There was four people maybe, you know, in the arena. It's like, it's for the fans. And then people could say, well, you used to walk out to Phil Collins. That's your own music. I know, yeah, but I just wanted dead silence when I was walking there. There was no occasion. There was no crowd. It was sort of just set up in a gazebo. Let's fight for all fans around the world who are missing out on sports. So I just wanted dead silence, mate, and it was nice. And Mike Tyson used to walk out to no music. And you know what? It was beautiful. And I might do it in an arena when there's fans there. I might really? well do it. You enjoyed when it? I, fight for, I enjoyed it. When I fight for the title, I might do it. But in that, in that respect, when you fight for the title, don't you want everyone cheering and being happy and stuff like that? Yeah, but when I win that title, maybe they can all cheer when it's at Anfield. And that's ah. the most epic. You want it at Goodison, don't you, obviously, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I not going to happen, mate. A blue for Anfield. life, you know. Um, okay, just a couple more things and I'll let you go. Uh, when do you fight for the belt? When do you fight for the middleweight title? In your mind, how long does it take? I don't think it's a matter of how long it takes. I don't know. I think when the time's ready, I was put on this earth. I know what I was put on this earth for. Really. I'm, I, no one can convince me otherwise. I was put on this earth to be a champion in the UFC and be a future GOAT. So when it happens, it's going to happen. Until then, I'm just going to enjoy my last, last few days here. And then I'm going to look forward to my next fight. I don't want to do anything else than fight now. I don't want to go off. You know, I'm enjoying one week here, but one week's enough. I, I don't want to go off doing anything else or getting into 10, 20 sponsorships or stuff like that or putting my head here, there. I just want to fucking fight. That's all I want to do. 
I want to fucking fight. I want, obviously, you know, I want to make some good money. You know, I've got my dad until stuff for everyone who doesn't know, get a Raw Dog t-shirt uh, up and running. But, you know, I'm not bothered about anything else. I'm not bothered about anything. I just want to fight. I just want to be the best there. I, I can't do anything else. I will not be able to retire if I don't become one of the best. So I'm going to go till I'm 50 then. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I have to do it, Ariel. I've got to do it. And I'm, I'm so determined and convinced. And Are I'm going to say harder. And, and, and I'm going to be more vicious and violent as ever. And just them things, mate. Are you officially done with 170? No, because I didn't, even cut, I didn't even cut weight to make 185, mate. Zero? Nothing? I didn't cut no weight. No. Isn't that good? Yeah, but as I said, I am a fucking walking contradiction. Fight me for 170, I'm walking in at like 280 pounds. Fight me for 185, I'm walking in lighter than what I used to fight at welterweight. What the f- uh. That doesn't make any sense. Ask Colin Eden if Colin Eden's watching this now. He's looking at me like, what a fucking wank are you, Darren? <laughs> you know, like, well, it doesn't make any sense. Fight me uh, in Abu Dhabi, I was like just walking around like, 87, 88 kilo, and then the fight day with Whitaker, I was going to make coach. I haven't put weight, no weight on, you know. Like, usually guys rehydrate, and I did. I rehydrated with the UFCPI, but I'd only put like two, three kilos on. It was like, it was mental. I wasn't bothered. I was healthy. Didn't cut no weight, but it was like, Darren, when you used to fight at Wellsway, you'd be coming in at fucking 90 kilos in that fight week, cutting 13 kilos, and now you're coming in lighter for middleweight. What's wrong with you, man? That's just me, Ariel. Oh, I'm just a fucked up guy, man. Gosh. I can't. So, I mean, I, as Colin Evan, Colin, Colin Evan was buzzing, but he's baffled by it. And I kept saying to him every day, I could make welterweight, you know, Colin. And he's like, <laughs> I know you could, you're just a fucking fat hunt. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's it, mate. Izzy or Costa? Oh, it's tough, man. It's tough, Ariel. I, I think Costa's got the gas tank, <coughs> and I think he's got the power. But as, as, as I always say, technability, it's, uh, I'm a technical fighter, mate. Israel is. I think I'm going to go like 55-45 Israel, but it, it's a close fight. Costa Co- def- has definitely got the tools to win. And once it, and change hearts, you know, I follow, follow him. And then I follow both on Instagram, and, you know, they both they put work in, a lot of work. So I'm just going to sit there as a fan. Listen, Ariel, I'm sick of talking to you, mate. Fuck yeah. off. No, no, no. Listen, I went a little what, longer because you left, me, you left me hanging. Here's my last question. The king of quarantine, Till Hawani, when's it going down? <laughs> we got the show there, Pro Bellum, mate, if you want to fight on it. Come on, let's do it. Let's make some fucking money. Okay, uh, only with the bum leg, though, I'll do it, okay? <laughs> Darren, thank you as always. Appreciate it. And sorry for keeping you long there, but you know, I, I had no to problem. get you back for you know, leaving me hanging a couple weeks ago. Enjoy no, your time. Dog. Uh, And uh, I hope you have a speedy recovery over there. (laughs) Thank you, my friend. How could you not love Darren Till's attitude? Uh, He says many of the right things. He's a very likable fighter, very honest fighter. I like when he uh, speaks about the state of things online and fighting and whatnot. He's just just a guy you want to root for. And and he says he's going to be a champion one day. We'll see if that comes to fruition. I appreciate the confidence. I I still think he's a player at 185. It's a very close fight. I think ultimately Robert Whitaker won that fight. But, you know, a fight against Jack Hermanson makes a lot of sense or even a Derek Brunson if, if, uh, you know, Jack wants to get back quicker because his fight was was so quick. He'll be in the mix. And he's so popular that, you know, they'll always have a, a spot for him, at least for now, in the UFC. So appreciate the time, even though he stood me up before the fight. All's well.
between Darren Till and I. Now, before we get to Dylan Dennis. What's something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, meeting-free Fridays. Well, what about selling with Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch at your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million order stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autograph apparel or selling sleek skis. Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling. Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort. Thanks to Shopify magic, your AI powered all-star Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U S and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dcrc. All lowercase, go to shopify.com slash DCRC now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash DCRC. All right. Now here's my conversation with the biggest troll in MMA, Dylan Dennis. And now we are being joined by the one and only Dylan Dennis. It's been a while since I've wanted to talk to this man, uh, one of the uh, best grapplers in the sport of MMA. And uh, especially during this whole pandemic lockdown quarantine time, he's uh, also developed into one of the biggest trolls in the sport of MMA. Dylan Dennis, kind enough to join us here today. Dylan, how are you? Doing good, Ariel. I want to call myself a troll. I feel like I just speak the truth on some things and people get mad about it and they think I'm messing around, but... I usually just tell the truth and people get upset. So I won't so you, consider myself a troll. You take that as, as an insult? No, I don't take it as an insult, but it's mostly, I mean, sometimes I might troll, but I feel like some of the stuff I just tell the truth on, you know, and a lot of people don't like the truth. So, But you do, I mean, you, you like to stir the pot, right? Especially yeah, online. You're quick I mean, on the draw. How do you get, like, sometimes I'll, I'll post something and then you, you show up in the comments, like, within seconds. How do you, do you have, like, do you have notifications? like, everybody tags me in it, so I'm like, all right, I know I have to say something. <laughs> Usually when you post, everybody's like, still, dance, still, because everybody wants to hear from me anyway, so I'm just like, everybody tags me, and I'm like, all right, I'll jump in there to see what I have to say. Mm. And you enjoy this, right? Even if you're, you know, uh, ruffling some feathers, I, I feel like you get a kick out of this. Yeah, man, I live in New York City. Like, I'm stuck in a four by four, not a four by four apartment, but like, I'm stuck in an apartment, you know? Like, obviously, like, I don't have too much stuff to do. So, like, start to, it's fun to start a little bit of shit here and there, you know what I mean? At the beginning of all this, like, you know, mid March, late March, early April, especially when things were really bad in New York and you were just coming off knee surgery as well, what was that? Because it did seem like you were online a lot, like, stirring the pot, but like, in in reality, like, did you need that as entertainment? Like, were you starting to go a little stir yeah. crazy? It's actually, like, it's funny you say that because it's exact, like exactly true. Like, when you're not fighting and you're just sitting inside with an injury, like, you, you want to be back in the action, you know? So, I, like, I like getting out there and kind of, like, it kind of gives me an adrenaline rush. Like, I'm fighting. 
So uh, I like to, you know, stay active and just stimulate my mind in a sense, because like when you're inside and you can't leave the apartment, because you know, New York City was so bad. Um, it was fun to do some stuff like that. So yeah, you're exactly right. Okay, so what happened with the knee? Because uh, you you injured it last June, right? In your yeah. last fight. And then you had surgery. And then did you have to have a second surgery? So this was the other knee. I didn't get oh. surgery after the last one. I kind of just let it heal by itself. But this was the other knee. Yeah, this was a, a week before my last fight when I was in a fight in LA. Um, training, I heard really bad. But uh, yeah, it's, knee injuries are tough. I'm not going to lie. They're, they're tough. But, you know, I'm trying to do as best as I can. Do you think that you injured the other knee because of the original injury? Like sometimes you overcompensate, right? And and it happens where like the other leg gets hurt. Do you think that happened? I think it's just, man, I've been training for 12 years now since I was a kid, like hard every day. I feel like my body was just kind of, you know, I needed, when you're younger, you kind of don't do the right things, you know, like stretching and this kind of stuff. I feel like now I'm starting to get older and eating healthier and stretching and doing more of the stuff that you have to do for your body. I think I was just kind of winging it. Is that like when, when you're younger, you know, you could do whatever you want. So I feel like now getting older, you have to treat your body a little bit better than when you were 20 or 19. So the surgery that you had, when was that in, in February or March? March, I think March 6th. Right. So like right, literally right before all of this, right? Yeah. So it was right there. It was when I was in the hospital, everything in New York City kind of closed down and everything like that. What, what kind of surgery was it? I don't want to go too much into it, but I got three ligaments worked on. It was a, it was supposed to be a three to four hour surgery, but ended up being seven and a half hours. Wow. Pretty crazy. Yeah. It was, it was a long intensive surgery. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm definitely getting a lot better now. You know, it's, it's been hard with like the coronavirus because I can't really go to like the doctors and the hospitals and stuff like that. Cause everything's kind of closed down, but I've been doing my own stuff at home and reading books and doing everything I can to get back as soon as possible. And, and what do they say in terms of recovery time? Like, when would you be 100% after a surgery like that? Um, so people say, like, you know, a lot, like six to eight months. But right now, I'm, I'm doing I – can, I can get back. I want to get a fight before the end of the year 100%. That's my goal right now. I want to get one fight in before the end of the year. And I already talked to Bellator. We're on track to do it. So, uh, you know, I feel like with knee injuries, it's all about mental and physical. But I really feel like I can get back as soon as possible. So if we're talking six, eight months, and then we're talking about the fact that you haven't fought since last June, will this be the longest stretch in your life where you haven't been in an active competition? That and without training, this is the longest. And I don't think I've ever gone maybe, maybe I would say two weeks at most without training every day, you know? Wow. Probably less, but this is the first time I'm going crazy. Like I have so much energy because I'm used to training like three times a day, like eight hours all day long. So like, it's just, it's terrible. Feel bad for my girlfriend. <laughs> what do you mean? You know what I mean. Take uh, it, you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, and of course, when I say of your life, I, I obviously when you were a kid, things were different. I meant like you know, as as a professional, as as you became an athlete and whatnot. Um, yeah. And so, are you at all worried that this will hinder? Like, do you, do you suspect that you'll be back to one hundred percent, or are you worried about long term effects here? The thing is, too, like with the the guys that I fight in, like any any competition, I don't need to be one hundred percent. I feel like I'm that good. That I don't, I don't know. I, I know my ability and I like right now, even with my knee like this, if I had to get in a street fight like Masvidal or something like that, it would be easy. So, um, <laughs> no, I'm serious. What are you talking about? If you had to get into a street fight with Masvidal right now in your given state, it would be easy. Yeah, it would. I would take this leg off and beat him with it. Come on. Like me and him met in, in New York City streets or like Miami. Like, you know, I seen him before in Miami. You know, he didn't do anything. He left the club. So what's the beef with Masvidal? I didn't know Masvidal was on the hit list. 
you know that. Come on, it was all over. Okay, he was the one say he he. So me and Mazel had like a weird a weird past, but uh, it's funny. What's the like, past? Just like a, a couple of times, I, I me and him have had beef. You know, um, one time I'm not gonna say the UFC fighter that I went on a date with, but I had to go to the UFC retreat. Like, uh, you remember when they used to have like yes, those, like, uh, you were yeah, there. So me and my friend went because one of the UFC fighters I was I was going on a date with this girl. She was at the bar there, and she called us to go there. So. It was funny, Masvidal was there, and he was, like, eyeing me down, like, you want to fight me, this and that, and he ended up doing nothing. Like, oh, I literally went into a UFC retreat. Think about this. <laughs> I go to the bar, every single UFC fighter is there. No one said anything. They were actually very, very nice to me, saying, like, oh, you know, you're the man, this and that. I was on the date with the girl, and then no one did anything. Masvidal was there, fucking Jeremy Stevens, all, all, every single UFC fighter. Went right into their territory, nothing happened. Um, and then another time, I seen Masvidal. I seen him a couple times. So then another time I seen Masvidal was uh, in a club, I think in Miami, and uh, I didn't even know he was there. So then I went to my table and they were like, "Oh, Masvidal is there, whatever." And I was like, "Oh, whatever." So they started bringing like a lot of like attention to me. They were bringing signs up in the club and stuff like that. He just got up and left. Swear to God, in my life, swear on anything. Got up and left, and I think he got upset because he's in Miami and I was getting more love. No one even knew who he was. When I walked in, they had the girls with the signs and everything, and. No one even knew who he was. I think he got upset that it was like, you know, this is right after he knocked out Ben Askren. Oh, and wow. he just left the club. Yeah. And then, you know, so he, he always says like stuff. And then at the at the Connor and um, Cerrone weigh in, he was sitting in front. No, they, so they brought me in with security, right? And they sit me and he, I saw him in front of me. So then all of a sudden, all the UFC security comes up to me and they're like, he said that this and that, like, he was like making a scene about it. I didn't even care. I was like, whatever, fuck this guy. And they were like, if you even look at him, they're going to pull your credentials in the UFC. Like, you're never going to be able to come this and that. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this guy's being such a pussy, like, saying that I can't look at him. And, like, you know, like, trying to start shit. And he wanted to bring the suits into it. You know what I mean? Like, say you're a street fighter. Like, just fucking pull the trigger and fucking fight me, you know? Or, you know, don't say anything and I'll fight you. But, like, why even get the UFC security to come to what tape? So they fucking made a line around me and everything. I'm like, bro, like. Really? I swear to God. I didn't see and, any of this. I swear it was, and they were like, "Yo, if you like uh, say anything, because like, I, you know, they know me. I, they said if I say anything to him, and they're gonna pull my credentials for the rest of my life." And I'm like, "What the fuck? Like, really gonna bring the suits into this man? Like, I don't know. I thought you were a street fighter." Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, because I was gonna. Okay. So, so in, in the midst of all this, a lot of feuds have been brewing with you. Um, yeah. Ryan Garcia. What's the issue there? He he came at me. He so, started. You know, I th- I'm pretty sure he started, or I said something, and he like came back at me, and then, dude, he gets the most engagement he's ever gotten in his life when he talks about me. And, dude, if I fought him in, in an MMA fight, like he says, I think boxing would go out of like would go out of fucking wouldn't be a sport anymore. The things I would like do to him in the cage would be so bad. Like, I would you, know, like, you know, in a boxing match, you you couldn't hang with him, right? No, like, you can on, see stop, that. Stop. I bet you, I I could bet any amount of money that I have. I'll, that he would not beat me in a boxing match. <laughs> you see the size of him? Yeah, everybody thinks like my boxing is bad. I swear on anything. I no, would... but I mean, he's a professional boxer. You have two matter. MMA fights. He's not tough. Look at the kid. Like, look at me and then look at him. Like, he has no toughness in him. I bet you anything I would break him before he broke me. He might hit me with a lot of shots, but I got a big head. He's not going to put me down. And then imagine an MMA fight. I'll do a boxing fight with him. I swear to God, I, I told him. He offered, like, they yeah, offered me, but like, he wants to play it out there. Like, offer me on, on Twitter. Let's do it. But imagine okay. the difference. Okay, so even if we did a boxing match, right? Like, he would not knock me out 100%. Imagine we did MMA fight, what would happen to him? 
Yeah. You know, I'd be like holding sense. him on the ground and slapping him until I wouldn't even I wouldn't finish him. I would just make him like oh, it would be so bad. Boxing wouldn't even be a sport anymore. No one would even watch it because they could see what would happen to a boxer and MMA fight. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, I have a hard time uh, distinguishing between the brothers, Jake and Logan Paul. Which one do you have the beef with? Or do you have the beef with both, both of them? Yeah, both. both of them like to talk about me. I don't know. But Jake is the one that really wants to fight me. Logan wants to fight me in MMA. But uh, they both know like I'm the only one that makes sense in MMA. There's no one else that has a name like me. So they want to fight me. I feel like that's the one that had the most traction maybe because of the bell tour like coker would have been into it i don't know it, it felt like that was the one that had the most chance Dude, of happening fucking logan paul was beating paulo costa in a training session like well, how that, are you was gonna fight? that was fake i you know that was fake. okay so this, no not even that the wrestling one i don't know how they fake that like imagine being me or any mma fighter and faking it with like logan paul like training like where he's like beating me like how embarrassing is that like you imagine me going to the gym with jake paul i'm like yeah i was trained but, but like yo i'm gonna let you beat me up a little bit just for like the camera it's like come on like who even does that you know, like it's Were there any talks of making these fights happen? Um, yeah, no, yeah, 100%. I, I've had Eddie Hearn is talking to me before about yeah. Logan Paul. Yeah, he, we talked. Um, and then, yeah, they have reached out. So, like, it will happen 100%. One of them will happen. I mean, Eddie Hearn, did he reach out for boxing or for MMA? I think it was, it might have been boxing. I'm not sure. I forgot what it was. It was a while back. This is when you were on his show. And then yeah, after yes. it, we started talking yeah. a little bit. But uh, I picked, I picked uh, the brother to win. Yeah, yeah I know. Were you okay you with know, that? You know what really happened. You also think Ryan Garcia would knock me out, but like, yes, I do. We're talking about reality, right? <laughs> like, if you, okay, let me ask you a question. If me and Ryan Garcia were fucking in the middle of the street. Who would you pick in a fight? That's different because that's anything goes, right? You could take him down. You could submit him. If it's, it's a, saying, I'm saying in a boxing match. I'm saying boxing match. Come on, in a boxing match, I would fucking take a shit. You see how fast his hands are, huh? You see how fast his hands are? Yeah, well, it has no power. Yeah, but I, I feel it's like, like a he fly would... hitting you. And also, he does have power. He's knocked people out. Yeah, guys are freaking. Uh, they pick up off the street and throw him in there for him. Come on, you, who was he beat? I don't know. That, I don't that know reminds me. Like that that reminds me of the guys that they have. Uh, you fight in Bellator. I. They all have winning records. <laughs> Come on, you know that. <laughs> What's it called? Okay, hold on. Let me ask you something about some. And look at any any UFC fighter that the guys that talk shit to me or any any MMA fighter. Who fucking uh, has had the first two fights? My two first fights have better records than any guys. Look at Ben Askren. The first two guys he fought was I think 0 and three, and then one and two, and then one and four. That fucking guy that uh, everybody's talking about in the UFC, the fucking uh, I don't know what the hell the guy's name is. Uh, well, that was my next guy. That I was going to bring. Jizmat. Was his name Jizmat? No, Chazmat Shemayev. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. What's your his beef first with him? Fight, 
What's your beef with him? He, he's, just, he's terrible. Like, and people are giving him one. I'm like, bro, this guy's so bad. Like, if I fall him, I would lay on my back when the fight starts because he says he's good at grappling. And I bet he wouldn't even come close to me. Like, he's terrible. Like, come on, that guy's so bad. And like, I'm saying, Do you have an actual beef with the guy, fight. or is this just like. He, wanted, he said that if you saw me, you would fight me in the street or some shit. The guy is nobody, bro. Come on. You're not so impressed bad. with what he's done. I mean, his what? last fight, Reese McKee didn't throw or land a punch. Come on. What happened? To, like, that was Reese McGee. It's like a Reese's cup. What the fuck is that? But I'm saying, like, dude, in, in grappling and ADCC, like, we fucking fight way better guys in, in the same day. He's talking about a week difference. Like, the guy, like, I mean, he did fight John Phillips. John Phillips is one of my training partners. Yeah. He's fucking a heavy hitter. I'll give him credit on that. I'll give him credit on that. I like John Phillips a lot. He's a fucking tough motherfucker. But, like, people are saying, like, you know, the, I don't know. It's just, I feel like the hype is definitely fake. I'm telling you, if I, if I want, if you want to fight, what's it called? I'll start on my back because he wants to take everybody on anyway. We'll see what happens. I would this submit him easily with Chazma. Chizma. Uh You you mentioned about you know the winning records for um, you know guys making their debut. Uh, worth noting, Brock Lesnar fought Frank Mir in his second pro fight. It was, yeah, I mean, come on, Former heavyweight champion. <laughs> come on, stop. That's just one that came to mind. Okay, I'll give you the Brock, Brock Lesnar one. Okay, but come on, like, and then he fought Randy Couture, who was uh, like you know. Yeah. Well, then he, fought, he fought Heath Herring, then Randy Couture. Oh, yeah, Heath Herring. Heath Herring was... Who did Heath Herring be in the UFC? No, nah, he was... I mean, Heath Herring's a legend. He was good in his back in his day. He was a journeyman, but... I love Heath Herring, but he didn't be anybody in the UFC. He got dropped by Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar throws with his arm. He's not throwing punches. No, no, I understand. Uh, I, I understand what you're trying to say. So, okay, so so we, so we've addressed... Imagine the... I fault Brock Lesnar. People... And I, I have said this before. I pay you a million dollars. Come on. Like, okay, now I know you really You're talking about that. heavyweight, bro. Heavyweights are not like that. Come on. You're saying you would beat Brock Lesnar? Open weight fight. You're serious? Yeah. How much do you weigh? No time limit? No time limit. Because he might try to hold me down a little bit, but no time limit. I'll end up, like, I'll end up submitting him. 100%. How, how, you know, out of training camp, how much do you weigh? 190s, okay. 180s. You know, it depends. I okay. want to fight 155 one day, hopefully. That's you want to go down to 55? Why? I think one day maybe it would be cool. You had success at 170. Why? Oh yeah, one, I want to. I want to. Like, I think like get a bell at 170, and then maybe 155 later on. Though you know, like I don't know. I just feel like uh, I don't know. I feel like sometimes like I, I don't eat the healthiest. You know, I eat a lot mm. of pizza and stuff. So like I feel like if I like fucking went all out, like you know, eating healthy, I feel like my body would just kind of form into that. Mm. But, I mean, I'm, it's just a thought. Who knows? I mean, there's so many people that call me out. I would like to eventually get everybody. You know, which will happen. Why, why, why do you have to go, uh, like, why do you have to go after Aspen Ladd? She's so nice. She came after me. Come did on. Did she? Yeah, she did. I, I posted something and then she said something about, like, being lonely or you're going to be lonely. I don't know, some stupid shit. And then I looked, like, and I went on her Instagram for some reason. I hit the message and that was a DM that she sent me. Stop. I was like, okay. Was... I, mean, I don't know how to fake a DM. That was real. <laughs> I swear to God. Um, so we haven't seen you since last June. Um yeah. You had the surgery. You were going to fight in January, but I was told, okay, so someone sent me a message about this, that when Connor fought in uh, Vegas in January that night, that you got into like a fracas at the Wynn Hotel and that you were eventually uh, cited for battery, but the case was dismissed and it's it's not on your record anymore and all that stuff. But we, we got the, the paperwork. Mark Ramundi and I, you know, uh, spoke to uh, the officials over there in Las Vegas. What happened there? Did something happen with you? Because someone sent me some info. We looked into it and uh, it seemed like there was something that happened, but it's no longer a thing anymore. No, like they say, man, what, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's all I'm going to say. So something did happen. I don't know. 
<laughs> what do you mean? So, I mean, that is kind of a conference. I, I respect the fact that you don't want to talk about it, but can you confirm that there was an incident in Vegas that it's no longer a thing now? <laughs> all right you don't want to talk about it all right fair yeah, enough. Yeah. is everything okay now all good no problems yeah no no pending issues no i mean like no pending <laughs> issues or anything like that no all good okay uh what, what about you know we've we've talked about a lot of people here uh like a lot of people who aren't in bellator is there anyone in bellator that makes sense for your comeback fight funny because a lot of people always say they call someone, but I feel like right now in Bellator, even at one seven, there's no one that has the kind of hype or, you know, like shit that I bring to the table. So like, I feel like these guys that all want to call me out, they're all like, no one even knows who they are. They're like 500 followers or something like that. And like, whenever they call my name out, they'll get a lot of traction, but like, it's not fun for me. It'd be like, uh, I don't know how to compare it, but it'd be like if the Yankees were going to play the like little league on and hope open or something like they want to get like worked up for it. They want to be like, you know, they're not going to fucking jump out of their bed at 6 a.m. for it. So when I have like a, a worthy opponent and someone that, you know, is really good or someone that has a lot of hype, like it, it excites me. So uh, I are feel like. Are you bored in Bellator? Huh? Are you bored in Bellator? No, I'm not bored. I'm just saying, I'm just waiting for the right one. I mean, I'm still going to do, keep doing my thing. I love Scott Coker. He's a fucking man. He's, I, I can't say anything about it. All Bellator. They're the best company, man. They're, they're great, but. You know, you know, I feel like some of these guys, they don't, they're like, I feel like, I don't know how to explain, but they're just, they don't know what they're doing. Like, you know, they don't know how to like build up fights and know how to do anything. So it's just like one, one day someone will kind of come with the, you know, I don't know, the thing that I'm looking for. But right now I'm just going to keep doing my thing. I'm going to get that belt and then we'll go from there. But there's no one, like there's no one even in your mind. Okay. This, I mean, it's, it's all well like, good. I, you know what I do? I see, I see the John Fitch fight happening. I like, I want to fight John Fitch. I said that before. Interesting. Doug, yeah, and then Douglas Lima. I, I would like to have that fight. I, it's a funny thing is, if I said was fight Douglas Lima tomorrow, Douglas Lima would fight me. He calls me out all the time. He's the champion. He would fight me in a heartbeat. So I know that fight's always there. Um, yeah, but we'll see. I, I have a couple fights on my mind that I want to do. Do you want to share them? Um, I feel like I got to keep some tricks in the bag. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I mean, we talked about a lot, like. I, I say the Ryan Garcia fight will happen. I say all these fights will happen. You think it will really I'm, happen? I 100% truly feel like it will happen. I mean, on my end, it will happen. I'll tell you that much. I mean, he has to show up for it to actually happen. Or I just show up in the gym. Neither one. And take uh, out his whole team. I'd love to see you versus Tyron Woodley. You were getting under his skin as well at the beginning of all this. Every time you know he's doing an IG, you show up there. Even yeah, hey, By the way, not, even when he lost... He's on a losing streak, and then he just lost on the freaking the contender to a teacher. No, but so listen, like now it's not enticing anymore. Come on, these guys have to keep winning to keep me. What do you mean to a teacher? He lost to like a, a math teacher on that uh, contender thing. He just fought. he just did like oh a, the Titan Games. Yeah, yeah, he lost to like a like a math teacher in the athletic ability contest. It's like so like I'm not. I feel bad if I fought someone like that. No, but no. even when he lost, he's on his IG, and then you show up to troll him, and he even gives you props, and then no, you okay, relented. I'll give you this. I'll give you this. Okay, so I wouldn't give the guy some space. I didn't even mess with him. I just said falling in and all in love or something. And then he's like, he was like, yo, like whatever, I'll show him love. And then I was like, yo, I, I gave him credit on 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 Twitter for being like, you know, like a good sport. And then he fucking blocked me. And I was like, all right, fuck this guy, bro. Like, who blocks people on fucking Twitter? And then I was like, whatever. Like, you know, I was like, I don't have any more respect for him. I had respect for him for like 20 seconds and then I lost it when he blocked me. I was like, just let it go, bro. Kevin Lee's another one that you you constantly troll. I don't know. Kevin Lee, you see all these guys, they were at, you know, they had their moments, but now they're just you, you know, you've moved on. 
that guillotine he got subbed by was ridiculous. I, I, I have my thoughts on all this stuff, but yeah, he, he uh, yeah, I'm, I'm moving on to bigger, better things now. Maybe Kamar Usman. How do you think that would go? He's such a boring fighter, though. Like, but um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, why not? I, I say one day the Bellator UFC cross promotion will happen. And who's a bigger name than me? They're going to make me fight Usman. That's fine. I'll be ready for it. I don't need to be in training camp for Usman. Come on. Like, what does he bring to the table? Tell me. Well, he's a wrestler. He's going to take you down. That's what I want. It's perfect. And then we want to strike. He's not going to do anything on me on the feet. He's going to end up trying to take me down. It's an easy submission. And then you took things too far when you went after Nate Robinson. No. So the Nate Robinson story, I didn't, I didn't say this on Twitter. So remember when he got cut from the NBA? He what? tried to... Yeah, he yeah, got he was... cut from the NBA. I know cut. I mean, he just kind of like... Let go? Uh, the career ran its course. No, come on. He's 32. What was he, 33? So how does it run his course? So anyway, so after that, he tried joining like our like recreational basketball team at the YMCA. He, and they, we gave him a contract. And he was playing for like a couple games. He was so bad. So we ended up cutting him too. Who's so, like, that's Like our team at the YMCA. We had okay. like a good team. Yeah, yeah. So we gave him a contract, like, a three-day contract. Because they were like, you know, these guys got cut. Like he's probably not that good. And he was, he was lackluster and not like no fucking effort. So we ended up cutting him too, and that's what he has beef with me still because he got cut from my team. So like that's the thing is like he wants to come at me now. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what the hell did I do? But then I realized that was that one time I come from the YMCA team. Who do you think wins in that fight? And that's Jake Paul, right? Yeah, I hope Jake wins so then our fight can still happen because if he loses that, then it's not happening. I'll tell you that right now. It's definitely not happening. But I feel like Nate Robinson will beat him. Really? I think he's a good enough athlete to. Because Jake Paul is just Jake Paul. And like Nate Robinson is a good athlete, so let's see. I think he can beat him. If he takes it serious. And he's right. like he wants me after. So if Nate Robinson wins, maybe you know we can pull that off. You know, so we've mentioned a lot of people and you usually get one up on them, but you have to admit the one that you did not score any points on. That's not fair. I'll tell you I mean, why what that. a comeback that was. Got, what a comeback. <laughs> Because if you that make was it. Dan is, people love it. So it's not fair. Your your comeback wasn't as good as mine. Oh my gosh! I'll give you the I'll give you the people got behind you on that one, but it wasn't. I mean, as did good. you see the like to retweet ratio there? I mean, it was just. I, like... I, I tell you why, yeah, because anybody make, says my name, like they, it blows up. So I'll give you that. But like my comebacks are way better than the other two. I got like. No, because then you I went personal. Them. Then you started like making fun of my family, and that was just no, like gutter I would never do that. I would never uh, do that. It was a sim joke. That wasn't a family joke. I don't even know what that means. Um, you know so what what's sim- no, I don't know what that means. You know, like non-simps don't deal with simp type things. Um, or it's like simps don't know they're simps. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so perfect world, comeback fight, whenever you come back six to eight months, I mean, from the surgery. So that would, yeah. you know, that would mean maybe end of the year. Uh, what's the perfect scenario for you? Dylan Dennis's big return after all this trash talking, all this trolling, all this activity online. How do you come back? We can't come back against like some like 500 fighter, right? There has to, it just has to be a big deal. Um. My perfect scenario, huh? It's tough. There's so many big names, like names that like we talk about, and I like this and that. I don't know, man. Uh, it's hard, but I feel like you have to have a name. The fight I really want because you know he has popularity and like the he wants to fight me. I feel like the cross promotion of me and Ryan Garcia and MMA I think would be a fun one. I really do. And I'll, I'll move. I'll go down and wait just to meet him. I wait. I'll meet him at whatever way he wants to fight, and let's do it. Why not? I mean, I feel like it would be a fun one. We could do a one night boxing the next night MMA or either one. Mm. All right. Or, cool. or you know who would be a crazy one to come back to? Because I just saw an article today of Ben Asher saying that he'll take a fight again. It's me and Ben Asker. Really? 
think about it. He's retired. They could sign him to, to Bellator. Why not? He yeah. just said that I'll come back for the right money fight. And he always calls me out. Yes. So why, that would be a great one. You versus, him, I'll, I'll be talking to him on Monday. I can get his response. He, you know, he fluffs it. He's like saying he needs a freaking hip surgery. Then he's throwing freaking Frisbee full fours. And then come on. So that's the one. You versus Ben Askren. Yeah, and they, they, we were going to do a grappling match. We were going to do a bunch of press conferences. They came to my gym to talk to me about it, and I said, yes, let's do it. And then we were going to do a wrestling match, and I don't know. I think that would be a fun one. Why not? I would 100% do that or, you know, other stuff, but I feel like that would be a good one. That would That's a big name. It's perfect. Uh, good record. Why not? Let's do it. Okay. Well, good to catch up with you, Dylan. Uh, you know, we've been through a lot over the past few months, and uh, I feel like uh, – <laughs> we've accomplished a lot here and i'm glad <laughs> to hear that you're feeling better in good spirits uh, mentally and physically and uh, i hope to actually see you back in there in an actual real fight in the in yeah, the near 100%. future as opposed me to too, trust me like i'm every same fight i, I feel like i, I want to fight trust me i'm fucking itching to fight fucking playing vr boxing and doing like whatever i can man it's fucking I you just, need to get one of those hawani boxing things you know yeah, I know. I've actually liked doing that, but like the last time I did, I hit it too hard because of my power, and I knocked it off the thing. It came off. I swear to God. <laughs> so I hit it like really hard, and, like, and then just came off. I'm not like you guys, you know, the little power, sure. the little fly, like Ryan Garcia, you know. Right, right, right. Uh, thank you, Dylan. Talk to you soon. Appreciate it. All right. Well, interesting stuff there from Dylan Dennis, who has a litany of haters and a lot of people uh, in his crosshairs. We'll see how it all plays out. Uh, I doubt he fights any of those guys upon his return to Bellator. But at this point, I, I sort of feel like Bellator has to put him in there in some kind of big fight because he talks so much smack. You can't keep building him up slowly uh, because then it just looks bizarre. So I'm not saying they should put him in there against Douglas Lima right off the bat. But uh, I, I do feel like they have to kind of rush things a little bit now because he talks so much smack. I know. A lot of that is entertainment. He was bored and all that. But, you know, you can't keep putting him in there against uh, no-namers when he's talking so much. So we'll see how that all unfolds. For now, though, time for everyone's favorite segment of the week. It is time for TST's Minimalist Tip of the Week. And as always, it is brought to you by Modelo. Modelo Especial. Setting the gold standard for authentic Mexican beer since 1925. Modelo. Brewed for those with a fighting spirit. TST's Minimalist Tip of the Week. Ariel, I've got a tip for you this week that I think you could really benefit from, and that is to say no more often. Hmm. Uh, I once had someone tell me something along the lines that when you say yes to one thing, you are then saying no to something else. And I find that we do this a lot. We'll say, yes, I want to go out with you coworkers for a drink after work, or yes, I want to... Uh, you know, go watch this movie with a friend or watch this funny video that someone sent me. But maybe you already had plans that day. Hey, I'm going to go for a run that day. Hey, I'm going to read 30 pages of this book this day because we plan out these things that we want to do that we know we should be doing that we know will make ourselves better. Maybe I should call my grandmother today. That's one I tell myself all the time. And that's something always comes up. So I want you, especially because I know you do a lot. You're so busy all the time. And I feel like you don't take as much time for yourself. Me personally, my number one thing, most important thing to me in the world is my health, both physical and mental. So I'm constantly saying no to things, often from you, that I don't want wow. to do be- because it will uh, take away from something that I know that for my health, which I've said is a priority, that I know I need to do. So I would advise people to say no to more th- to say no to things that just get in the way of the things we should be saying yes to. Did my wife tell you to say this? No. 
Yes, I mean, she's been wanting to go on a vacation for quite some time. But here I am just plugging away, the busiest man in MMA. I mean, get no respect around here. I'm just like sort of old faithful, you know, just <laughs> Ariel will be around. He'll say yes. Yeah, no problem. That is the great thing. I mean, you are, it's a great trait of yours, but also it could be a fault. You are so reliable. Yes. And I know you're always there. But I do recognize every because I feel bad because I know you're always going to say yes. And I wish you would just say no. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to start saying no. And I'm going to say, you told me to say no. Please. And then you get all the heat. Exactly. Uh, I've got some five-star reviews here. Well, Ooh. some five, some four. Uh, okay. First one from Eddie of California says, great show, five stars. Hawani is one of the best commentators in all fightdom with a subtle verbal ground and pound game. His MMA show is a must-watch or listen show for any MMA fan and flannel shirt lovers. Yes. Thank you. All right, one more five-star review here from Jackie. Says, Tuesdays are much more bearable. I've been listening to Ariel for a long time and love the show. Having DC has only made it better. Just wanted to say I love the show, and you guys are great together. I got to work on this Tuesday morning, and I was dragging. And then I remembered. A new episode of DC and Ariel is out. Let me tell you guys, my Tuesday is immediately off to a better start. Much love, and keep it coming, my dudes. Wow. That is very nice. Thank you, Jackie. I always love hearing that, especially uh, when people say they use this as an escape valve. I heard from our friend Dom, by the way, from last week, told me that his uh, his heart surgery was a success. So I'm very happy to hear that as well. I wish him a very speedy recovery. And I appreciate all of you who continue to rate, download, subscribe, and review. By the way, I see a lot of Jabroni podcasts out there that have like 17,000 likes or whatever it is, like reviews. That's such nonsense. I know what you guys are doing. You're telling people to like download and then not download and then download again and then like review no that's not that's fake that's why i don't pay attention to any of these ranking things i know what you all do and uh i just wanted to ask all the listeners of this show to do the same if possible that would be great i'd love to be able to, you know be chart toppers ourselves in any event i appreciate all of you thank you very much for listening and doing all that you do reviewing downloading rating reviewing subscribing all that stuff and more and i appreciate everyone who joined us today as well dylan Dennis. Darren Till, thank you very much to them. A reminder, UFC back this Saturday. Derek Lewis, the Black Beast against the Boa Constrictor himself. Alexi Olenek, that's on ESPN+. Plus. We are rapidly approaching UFC 252, 10 days away at this point. So that's big business. And then, of course, on Monday, I'll be back with Daniel Cormier. And we'll also be joined by Ben Askren. Because Cormier is not going to stick around for the entire thing. Because he's got a lot of things to do. A lot of preparations for his big title fight. Which at that point will be five days away. So Funky Ben is going to tag in. And we'll have a grand old time. For now though I'm out of time. Thank you very much TST. Thanks to all of you. I love you all. Enjoy the fights this weekend. I'll talk to you next week. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.